You are listening to the Starter Girls Podcast with Jennifer Loading. Whether you are starting a project, starting a business, starting a brand, or starting a movement, we are here to talk about it. The Starter Girls Podcast is brought to you by Walt Mills, photographer of Glad Models Agency. If you're in the Dallas or surrounding area and you need some photography, check out Walt Mills. You can learn more about him and his work at photosbywalt.com. And with that, we are going to get started. Today is a great day to be brave. You might as well start now. You have the power to change your circumstances any day you decide. Let today be that day. Rise up, be amazing, be you, do you. All right, guys, I'm super excited to welcome my guest to the show, Liz Myers. I'm going to tell you a little bit about her before we get her on here. So Liz is the author of Undefeated, From Trials to Triumph, How to Stop Fighting the Wrong Battles and Start Living Victoriously. In addition to supporting her fighter pilot husband and homeschooling the six of her eight children who have not yet left the nest, she is also a blogger, a motivational speaker, dishing out resilient life hacks for overcoming adversity and living with purpose. The depression and anxiety she experienced following the death of her son in his second trimester made her passionate about helping others support their mental health fortify their faith and live abundantly so i want to welcome liz myers to the starter girl show hey liz how are you hey there i'm doing great how are you good super excited to have you on here today so yes, we are going you. to welcome yeah we're going to get in here mm -hmm. jump in talk a little bit about what you're doing and all of that good stuff so what I want to do for our listeners a little bit, I want you to take us back a little bit to what led you to where you are today. Give us a little background on this so they know what, you know, why, where, how this book came about and what kind of inspired you to get that out there. Right. Yeah. So I, um, several years ago, I was going through just a really difficult period in life where there were a lot of bumps in the road, but the, the, the turning moment, you know, if we have to bring it to one moment, it was, um, when I lost my son, Timothy, in the second trimester. It was very unexpected. Um, he, was, he was essentially stillborn. It's technically classified as a miscarriage because he was just under 20 weeks. Uh, but my experience was more like a stillbirth. And we were on vacation uh, you know, with family. We were away from home. So just very traumatic in every way and um, really just sent me crashing. <laughs> All the things that you know, I thought that I had to, together in my, in my faith and my way of thinking about things, um, it just all crumbled. And I struggled with um, untreated depression and anxiety for five years. I did a lot of hiding it, uh, you know, plastering on the smile, pretending like everything is okay when it wasn't on the inside and not really letting people in and not asking for help. And so I really, um, out of that has just born a passion to help other people who may be struggling in adversity like that. And, and like I was feeling alone or like, I'm, I'm not sure how to get out of this. I don't know what to do. Uh, so I just want to share some of the lessons that I've learned in my struggles, my journey, and hopefully maybe, you know, come alongside other people, maybe help give them a shortcut, or or if, if that's not possible, just to be able to walk alongside them and hold their hand and say, I'm so sorry. So that's really uh, just the passion on my heart that's come out of my experiences and um, and then the growing through that process. I love that. You know, and I think so often the it's the trials and the tribulations that we go through that actually you know they motivate us and inspire us to want to help other people so i love your story when did you actually write your book when did this come out um it was published in november of 2017 um okay. so it was and my son died in 2007 so it was exactly 10 years later so um you know like i said i spent the first five years really struggling and then i slowly kind of began to you know my climb back up um, for the next five years, part of what I was doing, part of the healing process that I went through was I did some journaling, the counselor 
therapist that I was seeing at the time said, you know, when you're, when you're not feeling as depressed, write a letter to, to your depressed self and tell her what you would say. So I, I was filling this journal in the morning, you know, as I was doing my, my quiet time and I would read the Bible and I would write some things and I got to the end, well, not to the end, like three quarters of the way through the first notebook. And I'm like, I think I'm writing a book. You know, I think somebody else could benefit from this too. And so that was when that first little seed was planted. So, but I mean, you saying, oh, I'm going to write a book and actually doing it are two different things. <laughs> so it was kind of a three-year process for me to figure out how do you actually go about writing a book? So that was just a learning, you know, I just learned along the way and that took a while. So now I'm working on the second book. I thought this one would go faster because I thought I knew what I was doing this time, but you know, life is happening again and here we are in 2020 having fun. So, <laughs> right, right. No, I think this yeah. is so great. And, um, yeah, I, I just think this whole thing is so great. And the fact that you had to go through this whole experience, you know, for five years, kind of that, and then that healing process that takes, but you said something that I, that kind of resonated with me because this mm -hmm. is something that I've done when I've had something in my life that's been very crisis oriented is that letter that you wrote to yourself because I was, mm -hmm. I do a lot of coaching and I was telling somebody about this one day that when I was going through something, that was something that helped me get through the process was basically writing that letter to myself. What would I say to myself, but what would this other, you know, individual or this person say to me as well, if they were writing that letter to me, because a lot of times we put the guilt on ourselves. We have a lot, you know, when we're going through situations and I'm not going to say that I know your situation because I don't. And I think everybody, however they process that and whatever they're going through, that is their situation. But I think that there's this healing that comes when we can do these kinds of things because so often we're the ones with the guilt. We're the ones living with the pain and what could we have done differently or how could we have handled this differently? You know what I mean? And really mm -hmm. that is what that process we need to go through, you know, to heal. And mm -hmm. so I admire you for that and mm -hmm. really just that tenacity and, and, and even the mindful part where you recognize, you know, hey, after five years, like, I've got to get better. Like, I've got to heal this, right? I can't mm -hmm. do this forever. I think that's huge. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Basically, I think we don't like to change. Change is right. hard and people don't like to do it. But it's when the pain of staying the way we are suddenly is greater than the pain of changing. That's when we decide to get up off our couch and do something. And so I had to get to that that point. It was 100%. like until then, I hadn't been as strange as that sounds, hurting enough to fix it. And yeah. I finally just said, I, I, I can't do this anymore. But I didn't know what the root cause was. So sure. I kind of, I, I just attacked it on four fronts is what I call I, We're a military family. You know, I'm former military person myself. So I just, I think of it like a battle. So spiritually, mentally, emotionally, and physically, I just, you know, went on all of them because I couldn't figure out which, you know, which was causing which. Um, and so that kind of then, you know, birth, that's what I'm writing about in my second book now is, you know, building strength in your life in those areas to be able to overcome adversity. And then the next step beyond that, like we, we've already touched on is, is to find your purpose in that pain, to go back and mind that pain. Because where our greatest hurt is, is often where we have the greatest capacity to help others, just like, like you mentioned. And um, just that, that newfound, really deep rooted compassion that came out of our own suffering. Um, so that's what I'm wanting to encourage others to do, um, in their 
trials and, and struggles. And so that's why I'm writing and speaking and getting online is trying to share, share that message. I love it. I love that. So let me ask you kind of a, an interesting question because I always, you know, I talk about this all the time. You know, obviously you were in the military and you're going a different direction. And this happens so often to people. I always say our paths are not linear. We travel down different roads. And I, I don't believe there are accidents. I think things happen and there's a reason. And maybe the reason is you have to have a voice and maybe there's something you're meant to do that the path led you that direction. And so, but I do like to ask this question. Is there anything that in your childhood you believe impacted who you are today? Is there anything that you think resonates or just something that happened that you feel like, hey, this is maybe like what I was supposed to be doing? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, you know, I think as I go along, I see more and more little pieces of, you know, where God's been writing my story all along. Um, the, the interesting thing, I, I was thinking about this earlier today, and I, it's kind of a strange story, but a lot of people will, would always ask me, you know, well, why did you go to the Air Force Academy? Like, what were you interested in doing that? And I, I have this moment in, in my younger childhood that um, I remember that for, I can't explain why, but it made a profound impact on me. But I was going, uh, traveling with my family on vacation. We were driving down the highway and the van in front of us, I'm, I'm not sure what happened, but it flipped and rolled um, into the the median, the grassy area in there. And we were the car right behind it. So we pulled over and my dad ran over there to see if he could render aid or help out anyway and somebody from the oncoming traffic coming the other way had already stopped and he pointed at my dad who was running up to the car and he's like you go call 911 this was back in the day before cell phones you know so <laughs> we got in our car and we went and found a pay phone and he called 911 and reported the accident and then we went back to see if there's anything else we could do to help and this this guy this first one on the scene was just pointing people here and there and, and managing you know this crisis this situation and my dad said I, there's really nothing i could do i would just be in the way so we drove on, but for, for reasons I can't fully explain, that had a profound impact on me. Um, my dad said, you know, about the guy, he's like, you can tell he had military training because he didn't just say, somebody call 911, you know, or run around. He's like, you call 911, you do this. And um, so I just thought to myself, I'm like, I want to be that kind of person. I want to be that kind of person who can be calm in a crisis and, you know, handle the pressure and whatever. And so it's taken me, you know, most of my life to figure out that if you want to be that kind of person, you don't need to go into the military. What you need to do is have eight children and then homeschool them. And then you will be ready to handle any crisis. I love this. And this was actually funny that you even said this because I was just going to lead into that really quick to tell yeah. us about your kiddos. Like how old are these kiddos oh, that yeah. you were homeschooling? Because you are definitely a busy mom. I love it. Yeah. So my youngest is eight and my oldest is 22 and he's in the Marines. He's married. So we also have, we have, a, I say we have a, a daughter-in-law too, who is our ninth. And then my bonus son in heaven, Timothy. So all together, there's 10. But I'm only really technically homeschooling six. But we have four boys and four girls just kind of worked out evenly. They're kind of every two years, but not exactly. And they are just the joy of our life. I was just, I was talking to somebody today. We went, took the kids to the dentist and I got to talking to the hygienist about my book. And she was uh, sharing me, you know, some of her struggles. And, and we were just talking about um, all of that and everything. But I totally forgot what I was going to say. It's okay. <laughs> happens to me all the time, Elizabeth. <laughs> I've, I've always, I've told my children, I'm like, man, you know, I used to be like somewhat intelligent, but 
I'm like, I gave all my brains to y'all. And so now, you know, you need to go out there and, and use them and do great things in the world. That's so funny. But I think it's was- all the multitasking we do. It's like our little brains are just having to go all the time. We, <laughs> we were know, talking I about know, your kids, but I did like- want to say something because you said early, oh, yeah. only ahead. six of them that you're doing. I'm like, only six that you're homeschooling because I've homeschooled before. I know what that's like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I, I admire you for doing that because mm-hmm. it, th- that is work. You got you still have to be there, be present mm-hmm. and, and be involved. And I don't know how in-depth you're homeschool mine was not so mm-hmm. you know I, I feel like we're doing homeschool now with kids because of the whole pandemic i mean our kids are yeah. home you know and all that mm-hmm. stuff but they're all on their classes are all online so we don't really have to mm-hmm. micromanage anything you know yeah. so yeah maybe that uh yeah. as we're going along that topic will come back to you in just yeah. a few well, minutes actually it just it oh. just came back good <laughs> um i was telling her how at, so at the time when when i lost my son timothy we had five other young children and I said, they are the ones that kept me going. That That's the reason I got out of bed every day. And, you know, a lot of people look at me and go, oh, my goodness, you have so many kids, you're crazy. And I'm like, you know what? It is not the children I have that have made me crazy. It, it was the one child that I lost that sent me over the edge. Mm-hmm. That was the one that I had trouble recovering from. And um, so I, they're really just just a joy to both me and my husband. We just, we've always like, we don't need cable TV. We just laugh at the kids. Yeah, you don't <laughs> so need cable TV. When we're gone, you know, when we only have like three or four at the dinner table, it's like, oh, this is kind of lonely. <laughs> yeah, right. No, I love it. I love it. So when, okay, so when does this book, what, what's the plan to get this next book out? Do you have like a deadline you're okay. trying to do? Yeah, so I was, I was trying to get it done this fall. Um, my, we are going to be moving again with the military at some nebulous point somewhere in the future. So it's kind of hard to plan around that, but I'm, I'm working on it. Um, I'm getting, uh, I'm kind of blogging the book as I go. So, um, I have, I think three more chapters, uh, that I need to finish. And then I've got the whole thing, you know, then I got to go back through and read the whole, <sighs> that's yeah. the worst part is going I know. back and reading what you read. But I, my, the way I frame it in my mind. I'm like, the first thing you have to do if you're going to try to create something and produce it, you just have to vomit it on paper. Yeah. You just have to like get it all out there. And then once you have that mess, then you can edit and organize and, and shuffle around. So to yeah. me, blogging it in little chunks is helpful because then I'm like, not I'm writing a whole book. It's just right. I'm, I'm taking this little piece out of, I have a really detailed outline. I pull this little piece out and I blog that little piece and then I stitch them all back together. So for me, I don't sit down and write a book like beginning to end. It's more like a quilt. Yeah, I'll make this little square and I make that little square and I make, and then um, so I'm almost done with my squares and then I just need to sew it all together. <laughs> no, that's good because I was going to ask you like a tip and that's actually a great tip for somebody that wants to write a book, how to piece it together mm-hmm. because that was something that I, I kind of found, you know, when I was doing mine, it was the same thing. Like I couldn't just sit down and write like the whole book. Mm-hmm. Like I had to yeah. wait till I had inspired thought to do that and it wasn't all the time. And I mm-hmm. think anytime you're doing anything that requires some kind of creative thought process, you have to do that. I mean, you really have to do it in mm-hmm. layers and you've got to do it when your brain is in the operating mode of creativity because- even though, even it, you know, if you're writing something like what we're doing that is non-fictional, you still have to tap into that zone mm-hmm. of thinking and creative thinking to get that out on paper. So I think that that's a yeah. good tip that you were even saying there. So I think that's awesome. Yeah, and and that's just a learning process because the yeah. first, you know, I said I'm going to write a book, and I had no, I did just start writing, and it grew into this behemoth of yeah. <laughs> so I. And actually, I'm like, I have too much to say for just one book. So I divided it into three. And that's what I have. I don't know if a nonfiction trilogy is a thing, but that's what I did. So I already have like all three books planned. And, yeah. Um, 
I I'm almost, you know, I'm trying to get the second one across the finish line. I think that's so great. I love that you have it planned out. You can tell you have the military background. Like you got the plan in action. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I don't even know if there's going to be a second book right now. We're not even going to talk about that right now. Like I don't yeah. even know what the title would be or anything. So I think that's great. So let me ask you kind of a, a question. This is a little bit serious. And I kind of want to know in your eyes, what, how do you define success? What does that look like for you? So this is this is kind of a big overarching thing, but for me personally, it's it's doing what I was put here on this earth for, doing what God has has created me for, designed me for. You know, I believe that each one of us is here for a reason, and there's and it, it's maybe not necessarily just one reason. You know, as you mentioned earlier, we do pivot; we have different seasons of life, right. um, so it's not just one thing. Um, but it's just being being in tune with God and with His will and following that direction. Now that's huge and nebulous, right. and, you know, how do you, how do you break that down? But, um, you know, for me, it's just been in different seasons. Like we didn't start out to have a big family. We're not from big families. I have one sister, my husband has one brother, but we just kept having them and they were kept being fun. And we, and so, you know, and we've, I've been through that. I was, it was, um, I was pregnant or nursing or both for the better part of 14 years. Oh my goodness. And wow. when my youngest one was five and went to kindergarten, I kind of like came out of this fog and I went, what just happened to the last 20 years of my life? Yeah. Where did that go? Um, and it's been since that time then that I've written the book and, you know, I'm, I'm finding now, uh, I'm not like by all means, I'm abandoning my calling as a mother or as homeschooling or anything, but it is a, a it is a pivot now mm -hmm. as my children are older and don't need me as constantly as they did when they were younger. I do have the free time now to, I feel like, um, you know, there's this burden on my heart, like I, like I shared earlier, to share this message with others and to help them. And so, you know, I think it's just that navigating that of what is it I'm supposed to be doing now and, and work on that and then, you know, what's the next step, so. Right, no, I agree with you 100% on the seasons because I think we do, we all get to, you know, you have the, uh, availability to do different things at different times in your life. And so I do think that that's, it's, it's a neat thing. I mean, I'm kind of in that place where you are now, where my kids are big now and, and it's almost a, a scary thing, but a refreshing at the same time. You know what I mean? Like you navigate these yeah. new waters and you're like, when you were talking about having kids all these years, I felt that way about preschool because mine are all four years apart. So they were all election year yeah. babies. And it was like, we were in preschool forever. And the day that my son exited out of preschool, I remember sitting in the car and crying because I was like, oh my goodness, this is like a decade of preschool that I have just mm -hmm. exited. <laughs> you know, and yeah. I'm like, now they're all big. My youngest yeah. is 16 and he's driving. And I'm like, now we're on to these other things. And, and it's like, every time we hit these milestones, I'm like, okay, we've exited out of another... Mm -hmm. another era but like another you I'm yeah. having the ability to do more things now that I couldn't do when they were younger and I had to be more present and on point and mm -hmm. there and you know mm -hmm. in their space continuing they don't like me near right. as much now I'm not as cool so <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I figure it's going to circle back around when they when they're older but like right now yeah, I'm not that great yeah. so yeah. all right some fun questions I want to ask you here I always love this mm -hmm. part so when you're not homeschooling the kids and, and blogging and doing all your other creative things what else do you like to do for fun Okay, so this may seem boring, but I'm a flaming introvert and I love to read. So <laughs> like my idea of like an awesome Friday night is just like sitting in something comfortable and reading a good book. Um, but I, like I said, I live with a lot of people, so that doesn't actually happen all that often. But right. we do, we do try to make space for family time on the weekends. 
Um, so we play games, you know, or, or watch movies or go outside and, and do, you know, like ultimate Frisbee or golf yeah. things in the, in the field, uh, you know, different, different things like that. Um, sure. I have in the, in the recent past, I was into running for a while. Mm -hmm. And so I like to do races and, and do things like that. I've had some health challenges in the last couple of years. And so that's not happening anymore right now, but I'm hoping to be able to get back into that when my health gets a little better. Awesome. I love it. Well, and I was kind of chuckling inside a little bit about the quiet time reading the book. Because <laughs> you probably don't get that yeah. very much. So you're like, that's like yeah. precious sacred time. Like, let me read yeah. my book, right? I yeah. love it. Well, that's, I, I'm known for taking ultra long showers and it's, I'm, this is the only time nobody disturbs me. <laughs> right, right. I can complete a thought. That's so funny. That's so funny. All right. So are you a morning or a night person? I don't know if I need to ask this. Uh, well, I'm a night owl, naturally. I'm um, surprised. I yeah, I, I make myself get up early because my day just goes better if I get yeah. up early before the yeah. children and get some things done before the day. Yeah. I like that quiet space in the morning. Yeah. Um, but but naturally, like, I just, I'm a late person. Do better and in the evening. My husband's really the, the morning, he's the legitimate morning person. Yeah. But, you know, when he's, he's military, right? So when right. he's TDY that's gone on a business trip, you know, my bedtime gets later and later, later. and later. Because there's nobody there to be accountable to, to go, uh, honey, you know, it's 1230 at night. So. Right, right. Time to get up. I, I, I will drag myself through the afternoon sometimes and then 10 p.m. rolls around and I'm like, boom, I got my second win. You got a second like, win. Let's do this. I know I'm crashing at that time. Chris, my friend back here that does the videography, he knows, like I've told him, I said, like, look, my bedtime's coming. I can't think after a certain time. Mm -hmm. Like I start losing yeah. brain cells because I'm like, I'm up mm -hmm. at five every day. Like I get up early and I'm like, I'm like kicking butt all morning. And then mm -hmm. by like two o'clock, I start going on the downhill, you know? So yeah. I get, I can totally relate with where your husband is. All right. Mm -hmm. So are you a cat or dog person? I'm both. both? I'm an animal person. Okay, so I told you about my kids. Here's we have a dog, <laughs> we have two cats. One of them was a rescue from a hurricane. Yeah. Um, we have a whole tank of fish. We have hermit crabs. We have we just recently rescued a turtle, and my son found a baby snake. And we have gerbils. We've had everyone. We've had every one of those animals, and we do have a turtle right now. We've got more than you, mm -hmm. believe it or not. I have a menagerie, <laughs> but we've had every one yeah. of those crabs, a snake. We've had them all. So yeah. I can relate that. All right. And what is your favorite food? Does chocolate count? Yes. It's chocolate's good. Okay. <laughs> chocolate's my favorite food. If it has to be a legitimate food, then it's probably Mexican food. Gotcha. Gotcha. I'm a, I'm an, I'm a native Texan too. I don't, uh, we're in the military, so we move around, but gotcha. I was born in Texas. So all right. Next. The best. <laughs> and if you could be any character or superhero for a day, Elizabeth, what would you pick? Ooh, a superhero. Okay, so yeah. I mean, like, the first thing that comes to mind is Wonder Woman, of course. I was just talking with my daughter about her the other day. I like how she's intelligent, and she's kind of innocent in a pure way, but she can still, like, kick butt. And, That's you know, awesome. she's, she's rough and tumble. But if I could make up a superpower, I want to be able to push the pause button on life and just, yeah. just kind of go, okay, pause, let me catch up. Yeah. <laughs> and then, okay, now I'll re-engage. Uh, that's what I, I wanted that like my whole life, but I don't know that there actually is a superhero that does that, but I like the pause. I have not had anybody say that pause girl. I yeah. Pause girl. I haven't had anybody say that before. I think that's awesome. I think that's great. So Elizabeth, if our listeners mm -hmm. wanted to learn a little bit more about you, find your books, where do we send them? Sure. My, um, website is elizabethmyers.me, M-E. 
So um, my name's Elizabeth with the Z and then Myers, two E's and an S on the end. There's like 10,000 ways to spell Myers. I know. And then, right. yeah. And then dot me, M-E, not dot com, which is, I think is cool because it's Elizabeth Myers is E-M and then dot M-E. So yeah. it's easy to remember kind of in reverse, but um, there's places to get on uh, connected with me there, or um, there's a connect, I'm sorry, a contact form. If people want to reach out to me there and on most social media platforms, I'm at the Liz Myers. Okay. Elizabeth Myers was already taken. So perfect. Um, All right. Awesome. Well, when this goes, yeah, when this goes out, we'll be sure that we tag you and we get all your contact information so that if anybody wants to get yeah. the book or find out more about you, they can absolutely mm -hmm. come back that way. So yeah, this, this has been awesome. I've had a great time chatting with you. Glad that we got you on here and you got to talk a little bit about your story and your book and all your amazingness. And so I do want to say to our listeners, if you enjoy our podcast, course please give us a rating both on itunes and facebook because we can't do this without you and hit the subscribe button on youtube and with that i'm going to leave you guys with a final thought something very beautiful happens to people when their world has fallen apart a humility a nobility a higher intelligence emerges at just the point when our knees hit the floor that's by marion williamson by the way all right you guys take care be safe and be kind to one another we'll see you next time